Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. So, Ben, let's check in with the listeners, and why don't you tell them what's new in your nations this week? This week? Well, I mean, last week we were sharing about how busy we were. I had just an excellent Sunday where things, my, my schedule cleared, and it was like the clouds cleared. And we rested together. It was awesome. Just a great day of, of rest and relaxation. Saturday was a busy day. We knew that going in. But we were able to really enjoy. I thought like it was like a real Sabbath where everyone was happy. The kids didn't argue. We were in my backyard just playing Frisbee, playing catch, killing bees. It was amazing. It was just a good day. A boat, two bow and arrows were made. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. All right. That sounds like an awesome time, and I'm glad you guys got some rest. Killing bees is always fun. We hunt bees, especially the yellow jackets yeah. as a family sometimes. That's right. Yeah, we leave yeah. the honeybees alone. We like, they're our friends. Yeah, exactly. The but you jackets. kill the bad bees. That's right. Yeah. Well, in my nations this week, I am prepping for finishing the last push on the run for the chicken coop I've been building. So we built the coop. I call it a chicken mansion, really. Yeah. I built a monster coop. This thing can house 42 chickens because I never wanted to have to build another coop again. You know, got all the windows in, the doors in. I have to put a, a couple little things in, but the roof's on. And then I'm ready to do the run now so that the chickens will have a nice space where they can be enclosed and protected from the predators because we have coyotes on our property. We actually caught them on our game camera before. We have foxes we've caught on our game camera. Lots of raccoons. Who knows, maybe some bears. Mm. Who, who knows what else is out there? I know. Right, some undiscovered predator that eats chickens? Yes. I don't know. Big, Bigfoot but, would. Right, yeah. He would. So I need to build a run that is capable of keeping Bigfoot out. So I'm working on that this next week or two. Well, why don't we get into the passage of the week this week, and we are in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And this says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So really, we see a scriptural example for leveling up or being leveled up in Christ Jesus in the qualities that really distinguish us as a believer. Because I would say a lot of these qualities aren't super common. Like, where do you see general self-control preached very often? Sure, you see you should be disciplined in your lifting, or you should be disciplined in this, right, or in your practice, but general self-control. Or where do you see kindness really being preached as a universal? Sure, it's preached toward you should be kind to these specific people or to this specific group, but general kindness. So what I think is interesting here is that it sounds like if we don't possess these qualities in increasing measure, that we will be ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge that we have of Jesus Christ. So knowledge of him is not enough. We need to continually grow in the qualities that the Spirit helps us to walk in. So I found that to be something that was edifying to me of, it's not enough to just know about Jesus, but I need to continually allow him to change me into the person I should be. 
Yeah, and this is these qualities. They are because of of our becoming increasingly like Jesus Christ. Like so, I mean, verse four says that we are we've become partakers of the divine nature. Mm-hmm. Like we are we're becoming like God, increasingly like God. And so because of Christ, this great gift that we have been given because of Christ and are partaking in the divine nature, these qualities ought to be growing within us because of the Spirit. And I would say also because of of Christian brotherhood. Absolutely. And that maybe will... Sorry, I, I'm I'm setting us up. No, Again. I think that's a I think that's a good take, and you did you you've been two for two the last two episodes. You have I'm just, s- just it. set us up or teed us up to just hit it out of the park here, which that's actually going to be the topic today, really. And how I would label this would be choosing friends carefully, mm. right? That's how I would look at that. So this is something that you and I had talked about as a potential for an episode. So I didn't know if you wanted to kind of open this up for us first and kind of set the mark for where we're going to be today talking about this. But I think as you're getting ready for that, that the scriptural precedent of being extremely cautious in whom you associate with as a friend, the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you trust to speak into your life, I think the scriptural precedent for that is something we should take very seriously because we see time and again, not just in the example we're going to look at today, but in other examples where people that have bad friends or people that might be good at being friends but are bad people. They're not godly people. They're not the redeemed. So they're going to lead us down a wrong path. That always sets us up for disaster. Mm-hmm. So the floor is yours for now. Yeah, so I'll be reading today's, uh, today's passage out of um, 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. I don't have to go much further than, than 1 through 3. I could read the whole thing, but, um, but I think for the sake of time, This is what we need. Verse 1, Now Absalom, David's son, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And after a time, Amnon, David's son, loved her. And Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very crafty man. So as this story progresses, Jonadab gives advice. He counsels Amnon to rape his half-sister. And so when we're thinking about how he's described He's described as a crafty man. Same wording, by the way, the the, the serpent was crafty in the garden. But also as a friend. And one who advised. One who had, who who was listened, he he was listened to, obeyed even, um, the the, the plan. So to trap Tamar um, in this awful, awful trap. Um, where you know where Amnon has his way with her and then kicks her out um, so that she is uh, shamed and disgraced, um, which will lead to 
terrible, destructive ends. And so it makes you think, like, did Jonadab, like, what was his, he was a friend to Amnon, but he led him in destruction. He led him in, in, in satisfying his, his lust, and then ultimately what happened to Amnon? He was murdered by his brother mm-hmm. Absalom. And what happened to Absalom? He was murdered by the commander of Joab in, in David's army. So, I mean, it led to such destruction. And you got to think, is this friend or are my friends, are they concerned with my soul? And I think that is really the big test. Are my friends actually, the people I, I listen to, I surround myself with, the people who are influencing me, are they concerned with my soul or not? And I think that's, I mean, that's a great thing to, to kind of wrestle with. So I'll, what do you, I mean? Yeah. So I think looking at this, I thought several things, yeah, I'm looking in the NIV version. It calls him a shrewd man, which mm. is, it's something shrewd is not generally a good mm. term. It doesn't have a good connotation, especially in scripture. Mm. But when we're looking at this, what I was thinking as I was prepping for this episode is as, as a friend, Ben, if I said to you, any anything I was thinking of doing wrong, mm. if I was like, hey, Ben, I'm considering stepping out on my wife, or hey, Ben, I'm considering gambling away my family's money, yeah. right? Or, hey, I'm considering binge drinking, or whatever it is. Like, if I told you I'm considering a bad path that you know is destructive, that as a friend, you would look at me and you would say, hey, think about what you're doing here. You're going down a wrong path. You would call me on the carpet for that, right? What we see here is in Jonadab, he looks to Amnon and says, oh, well, you want to do this horrible thing that, by the way, Israel was commanded to Mm -hmm. not do. It was part of the Levitical law is this is a relationship you cannot have, right? So Jonadab knows that. Amnon knows that. But he says to Amnon basically, oh, that's all you want? You want to do this evil thing? I'll tell you how to get it done. Mm -hmm. Let me help you be more evil, So when I look at that, when I see friendships, like you as a friend, you would counsel me to do the godly thing. You would call me on the carpet and say, I think you're going down a bad path. Even I think if I wasn't telling you my intentions, if you just saw me going down a bad path, you would say, hey, listen, I've noticed this. I'm concerned about you as a brother in Christ. I'm concerned about you as a friend. What can I do to help? Jonadab doesn't do that. He's concerned with how can I help you accomplish your evil goal and be worse? And the consequence is, you're right, Amnon does this, and David doesn't actually meet out justice. Yeah. So her half-brother Absalom is like, I will do so, yeah. which leads to more strife down the road. So having a bad friend actually leads to multiple deaths, mm-hmm. first of all, and it leads to division in the family yeah. because Jonadab counsels this, Amnon follows, and then because of that, Absalom and David have a split, and Amnon and Absalom have a split. Absalom actually kills him, Mm -hmm. and there's strife in the kingdom. Multiple people die in the battle to restore the kingdom to David. David is shamed. He has to put away several concubines that he had that Absalom had violated, all because of Mm -hmm. this friendship here where Amnon had a friend that probably wasn't the right kind of friend to have that counseled him to do evil in a time of his weakness. So yeah, to me, I think 
it's very important. Scripture tells us not to be unequally yoked together. And we usually use that to talk about marriage relationships or dating relationships. That's not really what it's talking about. It's talking about in generally, in general, do not come together in the bond of intimate friendship with someone who is not a believer because they don't think spiritually. They're not going to counsel you spiritually. They're going to counsel you according to the flesh. And when you have a friend, a lot of times you bring problems to them. You know, not always, but a lot of times you're going to open up and be like, hey, I'm having this going on. Your friend will try to help you out. But if your friend is not a believer, oftentimes they're going to steer you wrong, right? So, and we see this demonstrated here. So how do we go about choosing friends wisely? And I think your point of, do they care for my soul is a really good point. But I think sometimes we choose friends for the wrong reason or we choose acquaintances for the wrong reason. We choose them maybe because they have status, maybe because they make us look good. It could be that they make us feel good or feel important. And there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But what we should be looking for when we're choosing a friend is does this person have my best interest in mind? I think that's number one of, do they care about me or care about my soul? I was listening to an interview with a barber and he was, he's like a street barber. He's a super famous guy. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Instagram. I don't, don't do any of that, but he's on all the social media outlets and he's very famous. People know him on the street. And he was talking about when he was in barber school, he had an old group of friends that he had kind of disassociated with. And they're like, Hey, why are you doing this to us? And he was telling them, I'm in a different stage of life than you are. And they said, come hang out with us. By hang out, they meant party. Mm. And he said, okay, on one condition, you've got to make sure I get to barber school in the morning. Mm. Okay. So they say, of course we will. Well, they hang out, they party, they drink. He passes out. He wakes up in the morning and he's already late for class. It's something like an hour and a half late for class. Mm. And he said, when he woke up at that point, he realized that those friends those quote unquote friends didn't care about him at all. Mm -hmm. What they cared about was having someone to entertain them mm -hmm. while they were around. And when they got their entertainment, they bailed on him. They left him and they broke their promise to him as a friend, which I think is a very serious violation of friendship. Mm -hmm. They didn't care about that. All they cared about was we had fun. He was with us. He's fun. Now the fun's over. Forget about him. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, he realized they were not his friends. Mm -hmm. So he gave that as a lesson of choosing friends carefully because they didn't have his best interest in mind. They had theirs in mind. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one very important thing when you're choosing friends is choose people that you can tell or you can feel have your best interests in mind. So I'll turn the floor back to you for a minute and then I've got a few more things to add. Yeah, and I think, I think our faith is going to be something that is hugely important in, in terms of guiding us to choose the right friends. I think if 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 it's not a if your friend is not a Christian, I think it's going to be very difficult for you to be close. Period. I think that you know because we are driven by Christ, and for some person who doesn't understand what motivates us um, to then be a you know a cl considered a close friend, I think there there will always be that between you too. And so I, I think there's always going to be a, a sort of something that doesn't click between you two. And so if that's the case, then how could he 
help you or she help you, advise you or be an encouragement to you if they don't really, if they're not really centered on the that one core truth that Christ came to redeem me from my sin. Like if we're not agreed on, it's going to be tough. You know, I would say, I would say it's going to be impossible for you to achieve a level of intimacy that you could have with a, with a believer, with a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ. So I'm going to say, if they're not a Christian, they can't be considered. And, and I don't, I don't have many friends. I don't. I don't either. Purposely. I mean, yeah. You tr- I try to keep that circle small mm-hmm. um, for that reason is that I, I, I want people who are going to ki- consider my soul, um, consider my, my family, the things that, you know, that I really care about, consider my, my status before Jesus Christ. I want those people to speak into my life to be an encouragement because you know I'm not perfect and I'm and I'm flawed and I need help and I need guidance and I need people who are going to you know put me you know, steer me back on the path at times uh, because I'm prone to wander. So I'm just gonna yeah I mean I, I don't think I'm saying anything different than what you're saying mm-hmm. but um, but I just like reinforce that faith is key here to choosing friends yeah i don't think we should have a friend who's not a christian like if we're talking about a friend now yes. an acquaintance, acquaintance is, different. is different yeah acquaintance is different right and i think we should make that distinction but uh, so check this out dr jordan peterson he talked about a study where we're always told you know you should make friends with the bad kid mm. right you know put the bad kid and i'm doing quotes in with the good kids because the good kids will make the bad yeah. kid better hear it all the time yeah well, what they've done is social scientists have done studies on this dynamic several different times, like large studies. And the studies prove out what we know to be true from Scripture. A companion of fools comes to ruin. Bad company corrupts good character. Those are proverbs that we see. Well, the studies have shown that if you put a child who has behavioral problems in a group of children who don't, the children who don't develop behavioral problems. So the children who are good kids that don't act out, if you put a bad kid around them, you know, I'm just using simple terms, they become bad kids. Mm. They don't make the bad kid better. The bad, mm. ki- the bad kid makes them worse, right? So why would we think we're any different? So I hear a lot of times about, you know, befriending people, mm. almost like missionary friendships. Mm-hmm, There's a difference mm-hmm. between an acquaintanceship to sure. reach out with someone, but sure. if you're becoming an intimate friend with someone, hoping to make them a better person, first of all, it doesn't work that way. Jesus Christ makes us better. We don't make people better, right? But second of all, even if you're hoping to like make them better in an area of life, a lot of times what ends up happening is we become worse. And if you look at even if you look at Galatians 6, what do you do if you catch someone in a sin? Restore them gently, but watch yourself lest you be tempted also. That's in the scripture, right? Because that trend is when we see bad behavior in the flesh, we're drawn toward that. So I just want to caution against like, well, what about missionary friendships? Yeah, right. I would say missionary acquaintanceships, sure. But that's evangelism. Opening, yeah, evangelism yeah. <laughs> is, is missionary yeah. acquaintanceships. Yeah. But as far as missionary friendships go, mm-hmm. we are not called to be yoked together with unbelievers and nothing good is going to come of that. And you know, people might be like, you can give stories where, well, there are exceptions to the rule sometimes because God is gracious. Mm-hmm. There are always exceptions to the rule because God is gracious even though we act poorly sometimes. However, 
that doesn't mean that should be the rule that we follow. Right. You know, sometimes people gamble their money away and God is gracious and they win some back to feed their family, right? That doesn't mean gambling is good, yeah. right? Right. Sometimes people are saved from a life of alcoholism that they go you know, way down the rabbit hole. It doesn't mean that the life of alcoholism was good. Yeah. It means God was gracious. Yeah. Same thing with the friendships. But yeah, so number one, I would say they should be a believer. You know, number two, they should have your best interests mm-hmm. in mind. I would also say it should be someone that has a similar trajectory or a similar goal than you. Like you're on the same path. Mm-hmm. So if you're choosing a friend and their goal, like your goal is not to be super wealthy. Like you're like, I, you know, I want to have more time with my family. And they're like, I don't want time with my family. I want to be the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that may not be a good fit for you friendship wise, because again, we are generally the sum of our five closest friends, mm-hmm. right? Like the same thing scripture would say, the companion of fools suffer, suffers harm, right? Or bad company corrupts good character and iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, those are all things that are friendship related, but a lot of times if we have people around us that are friends and their goals compete with our goals, we're going to be influenced by them. So I would say it's good to have someone who has similar goals. Like, do you want to be better with your family? Make friends with a family man, mm-hmm. right? If you want to be better at business, it might not hurt to have a friend who's a good businessman, right? Now, obviously there should be some spiritual level to that friendship as well, more than just a utilitarian friendship, but you should Look for people whose attributes match that which you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So if there are attributes that don't match at all, it's not going to benefit either of you to have an intimate friendship, to invest in them when you're going to be pulling them away from their goals and they're going to be pulling you away from your goals. So that's just something that I, I try to curate when, I've, when I'm making friendships is, are we on a similar trajectory here? Can I be of benefit to them? Can they be of benefit to me? So, because if I can add no value to them and I'm going to be taking up their time, why would I do that to them? Yeah. And so we're talking about like friends, like, um, that are kind of at the same, even at the same, almost similar points in the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, the road to like, you know, to using Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. like the road to the kingdom. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be probably closest to those who are walking like with with me on that road who are at the same, you know, like the companion in Pilgrim's Progress. Exactly. I mean, they were close friends and there were people behind them. There were people in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, but we're talking about people who are, so they're going to, yeah, maybe they are going to have similar lives. Maybe they're going to be people who are, you know, who are with us most days, who, who's, a, who's a brother or sister that are on the same trajectory and the same path in the same part of the path as we're, as we're traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just to sum up for time's sake here, yeah, I think that's important. And if they're on a different part of their life but can speak into your life, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if their goals just clash mm-hmm. with your goals, that's not a, a good friendship. Yeah. So avoid people that are going to give you bad advice. Avoid the bad friend because there are consequences for that. Sometimes those consequences are very serious. They can be huge, life-changing, life-altering consequences. Just really quickly... I had uh, an acquaintance and he had friends that they were not great friends, not good influence. They drank, they partied, they drove way too fast. He died at 16 in a car crash with those friends, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does that always happen? No. Would it have happened had he chosen different friends? I, I don't think the outcome would have been the same. And sometimes the consequences are dire, like mm-hmm. huge. 
So we should be careful when we're choosing friends, and we should choose friends who are believers that can speak godly truth into our lives. So that's it for today. I appreciate you all listening. If you like the show, please feel free to subscribe, to share, to let other people know about it, and leave a written review if you feel so led. If you'd like to support the show, and I would like to thank the supporters of the show, go to headofnations.com and click the support tab. If you have questions, comments, or remarks, please send them to us at info at headofnations.com. And as always, remember, we are the head of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time.